The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. What's up, family? I'm your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we're your hosts of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where the streets street and politics meet. We've got a, a great show today. Um, two individuals that are going to be coming up to talk about their experiences. Um, one is a woman that I'm really, really excited about having on. I haven't actually had a platform. I'm, I love street politicians because we now have a platform to be able to highlight um, so our many things. Yeah, our friends and so many different things. And so I'm really excited about giving um, a moment to my friend to have her come on and talk about her struggle and her story. But then also men deal with cancer, man. You know, that is high rate, man. You yeah. know, black men, especially in our community, cancer is one of the leading causes of death amongst yeah. black people. So, you know, it's a very important show. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, we we um, I, I wanna I wasn't able to be a part of the second interview that we're gonna have today with our brother. Um, the, when you had him on before. So we get a chance to have him back today. And again, just using street politicians as a place where people can come and really kind of tie everything together that we fight for. Because if we don't have our health, we don't have wealth, we can't fight for in the streets, um, you know, for our political stability and our lives and not also be really fighting for our lives by making sure that we're physically found. So, um, you know, that work has to be done. And certainly during this month is an important time to hone in and focus on it. I was looking at the rundown that was created today, you know, by our production team led by our dear sister, Janet. And um, they sent us some, some really important points that I thought we should really make sure to mention today, because I'm not sure that people really get how serious cancer is, and of course we focus on breast cancer, but all types of cancer uh, is impact in our communities. And so the first thing it says is that breast cancer continues to be the most commonly diagnosed cancer and the second leading cause of cancer death among U.S. women. That's all women. So That's one, 
breast cancer being the most commonly diagnosed, but then also the the leading cause of death among women. And they're saying that 40% is 40% higher among black women compared to white women. Right, right, right. I wonder, and that's something I would like to dig deeper into is like, is it more detection, more early prevention, or is it just cases in general? Because that would be crazy that we uh, would get more more breast cancer. Wow. Then it says yeah. that about one in three Black men and women will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime, and one in five will die from the disease. Now, that is scary as hell. That's, that's, that is incredible. That is the craziest that I've ever seen. Like you, if five people was in the room, that means one person is going to die from cancer. Right. That's, that's and it. one in three, one in three will be diagnosed in general. Damn. And then it says among African American women, there are three cancer types: breast, lung, and colon cancer. Make mm -hmm. up more than half of all new cancer cases. Wow, and colon cancer is something else we're going to be focused on today. Yes, that's one of the main, for men, black men are, are dying from colon cancer at alarming rates. Right, and they're saying now for black women, it's one of three with breast, lung, which we know lung has been, I've been hearing more and more about lung cancer, um, you know, that, that lung, breast, and colon are the three most new cases. So I'm ready to bring uh, the guests on. But before we do that, I want to kind of veer off a little bit, talk about something that I saw over the last couple of days sort of bubbling up on social media. And it's a part of my thought of the day, because, you know, I be thinking. I be thinking. Um, and it kind of just, it hit home so much uh, for a lot of different reasons that I really laid still one day really deeply thinking about and processing this particular post. So Cardi B, somebody said, they tweeted at Cardi and they said, what happened? You used to speak on political issues all the time. And she responded and said, I stopped because um, I was tired of getting bullied or bashed. That's no, no. I think she said bullied, something like that, by the Republicans. But then also being bashed by the folks that I was standing up for. And it was on the shade room. And I sat and I, I really, really contemplated it. Like I said, it hit me from a deep place because number one. Cardi being in the forward of my book, I know how just a little over a year ago when I was talking with her, working on the forward, how passionate she was, and I'm sure she still is today, but she was just in a different place. You know, she was in a in a in a space of being like, yeah, you know, we 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 really together have to fight. But then the other part of it is that I see where the transition happened for her because it's happened within me several times over these rocky 25 years of my career. 
that I've had these moments of being like, you know what? I'm fighting for my life, literally. Like, I'm literally fighting against people who want me dead because of um, our outspokenness, um, you know, because we're going up against the system, you know, as, you know, I, I, we're, we're out here under our real names in this struggle for real, for real, dealing with being blocked from uh, being able to go to events. I had a friend of mine just took on a big political position in, in, this, in the country. And, um, you know, they mentioned to me that I wasn't, that they, that, that, that I was on the list of those being blocked from even going to the events of, you know, their celebration event. Because, you know, of course, those people that we fight against, and mind you, these are people who are supposed to be with us, but even they're afraid to have me in the room because they don't want the backlash that comes along with it from the, you know, the, 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 the negative press and what have you. But meanwhile, there are people who really think that I'm just like this accepted person within the movement. And the thing that really struck me was I wrote a comment on the, the post where or I wrote it somewhere where I said that, you know, I understood what Cardi was going through. And I, and I often feel that way. And somebody said, oh, you're not real, because if you were a real activist, you'd be dead. They kill people that are real, like true, bona fide leaders. And I thought to myself, wow, I'm not even, forget about that ignorant person who made that comment. But it's sad that we actually, that there are people out here that identify you being a real leader with you dying at an early age. And I just said to myself, wow, I can imagine that there are a lot of people out here who want to get into the work. They want to be leaders. They want to fight. They want to be a part of the struggle. And they're not. Forget about because people are going to talk about you and all of that. We already know that. But that comment had me thinking that people might not want to be a part of the work because they believe that they have to be willing, and, and we do, we do have to be willing to accept that we could die, but that the only way that they will ever be able to prove themselves as a real leader is that their life would have to be taken so that the world will acknowledge them. And that's my issue around us waiting to give people their flowers until they're dead, rather than recognizing their sacrifices while they're actually alive. It's so well stated what you just said, man. I think that brings me to the situation that I'm watching Kyrie Irving deal with. And, it, and whether you are pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, wanted or anything, that is, has nothing to do with what I'm about to say right now. You know, when you watch a man like Kyrie, who's been vocal throughout his whole career about issues that marginalized communities deal with, He's donated his time, his money. He's built, he's given resources. He's been someone who has been civil rights savvy and, and connected his whole career. You know, and when you when you decide as a man who's been in the, the league and you 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 accumulated wealth, stature, you know, fame, and you decide that you want to utilize that fame for something other than just basketball. 
You know, there comes a time, like even when you're that talented, some people have a different calling on their life with this, my skill level and God's gifted me with this, but maybe the gift that he gave me to do this was so I can have the ability to help people over here and shine lights on there. So when a man makes a decision that he's watching hundreds of thousands of people be mandated to do something that's against their own will and lose their livelihoods and some of them can't pay their families because of their personal beliefs or religious beliefs or whatever it is that they personally believe. And he decides that he wants to speak up and say that that's not right. You know, that you shouldn't be forced to do anything, that you shouldn't be forced. If you want to do it, if you believe that it's best for your health, but people should have the right to be able to discern information and take information and make guess and hypothesis and decisions for themselves. And when that man said that that's what he stood up for and see the way he's crucified by his own brothers, you know, from people from the same people that he will go out here and support and been helping for years and being crucified by people that look like him, that the people that's supposed to, even if you don't agree with whatever it is, but you have to respect the man for wanting to take a stand because everybody doesn't want to take a stand. So it's not about whether you agree with what he's taking a stand for, but the fact that he's taking a stand, you should probably just mind your business if you don't agree. You understand what I'm saying? And that's what it is for me. It's like people will criticize you. They'll destroy you. They try to tear you down because they might not agree with your position. You know, they might not agree with something you say, but the bottom line is, man, there are very few people who are willing to stand up and be willing to be villainized and vilified and crucified and deal with what comes for the greater good of the masses. So, man, what you said, it means a lot, man, because Cardi B was a voice. Cardi B wasn't, she wasn't the most politically savvy person. But she, 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 exactly. She, but she made a decision like, you know what? I, I know that's wrong. So I want to say it. You know, I want to say that that's wrong. I don't know the best words. I don't know all the big words. I don't know none of that. I just know that right there is not right. And, you know, and when people stand on that, you know, like we've, we've realized that you're going to be crucified. You're going to be attacked because nobody wants you to stand that strong. Nobody wants you to speak the truth to power, you know, that's against, especially against the status quo. Well, you know, I mean, I, I so, so first of all, I support Kyrie, not because, again, I think that he should or should not be vaccinated. In fact, I think that New York, the NBA, which we know it's not the NBA in totality, but the Brooklyn Nets, I think they have a right to set whatever standards they believe are in the best interest of their team, right? And therefore, and you have the, you have to decide whether you accept those things or not. I what, I, what, I, I, what I would say is this, right? And this, and this is what I would ask. When, when you say the government is for the people, by the people, right? And if you say that you're, you're making a decision for the best for the team, if you're not asking the team what's best for them, right? If, you, if you're in New York and you didn't say, hey, we, we want to do a consensus, how many people think there should be a mandate? Right? Well, but see, I don't, I don't, then is that, that what I'm trying to figure out how do you say what's best for First the of team? all, I was in the process of speaking okay, to you, well, but, but here's the thing. I don't think that that's how medicine and pandemics work, right? Maybe it should change. Maybe there are people who should get together and decide on some new ways of seeing the world and the government operate. But that's not how pandemics have ever worked. It's not how any 
um, you know, situation in terms of a, a, a disease or a virus that has gotten out has worked. The government supposedly works alongside scientists and medical people who decide whether or not there should be something for smallpox and for all, all measles, mumps, chickenpox, all of these things. And they make mandates on schools. They make mandates on healthcare workers. They make mandates on, uh, you know, law enforcement, which we see that there's some issues there. And I think we should definitely do a show where we delve into how there are a lot of people who don't actually have to follow this mandate. And what does that mean for other people who are being forced to, right? So, so you know, I'll be honest. Somebody said to me, oh, you just you just bouncing back and forth. How can you support Kyrie? And then at the same time, say you want people to be six feet away and then also say that you support those who have been vaccinated and, you, you know, and 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 um, and that I'm not against the vaccination. Right. So so because I'm human and as a human, I can have multiple things and thoughts and understandings happening all at once. And I can reconcile all those things and, and use them to make decisions for myself. And sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes we could just say, I don't know. I think this might be good. I don't know. I don't know. But I still have a voice and I should be able to speak to what it is that I believe and what's impacted me. I'm saying that since the beginning of time, the way that or that or not not time forever, but the time I know, the way that mandate and especially like I said, viruses that are that impact the greater society, not you know, you as one person who can choose whether or not you're going to smoke or have unprotected sex or whatever. Those are things that you can say, I'm not going to smoke. So more than likely, I can save myself and the people. But that's the same thing as a vaccine, though. Can can individually can taking an individual. So you can't can say that. Can I Don't make it seem like it's different. not an individual choice. And the reason why taking a vaccine is not, I'm, not about, I'm not talking about okay. I'm not talking about whether what the taking a vaccine for it. The individual choice is that I to don't have to I don't have to smoke a cigarette, right? Okay. Which can ultimately give me XYZ thing. Exactly. However, and I can with a virus with yeah. a virus yes. that is that is 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 very um uh is easily transmissible. You yes. can't choose if you get it and if you give it to your mother. You or can your if you choose to get a vaccine, right? I'm not talking vaccine, about for my thing. So my I don't son. understand what you mean. You, you're trying the to change. The reason why you don't understand is because you're speaking over me and trying to insert not. your thought rather than listening to my full thought. So therefore, you can't understand because we can't understand nobody that we don't listen to. What I'm saying is that uh, I'm talking about how things have operated for all of this time. I'm saying maybe there's something new that needs to happen. But what has happened in our society is that when there is a virus or a disease that can Spread that people can sit there and say, I'm healthy, I'm this, I'm that, and the third thing. And so if I believe that if I get it, I can fight it off, right? That's your personal thing. But when you are in the room with 20 people and there are other people.
people in that room that could potentially catch it from your healthy self and their unhealthy self could die. There have been processes in the past to try to vaccinate and or give people things that they need to stop it or slow it down because there's no such thing as stopping it, which is one thing that you constantly said that I agree with. But there have been mandates in our society that says we have to bring it down. The issue, what I'm saying, is that the NBA or the New York Nets has the right to say, we've got too many different people around here with different issues, immunocompromised. We got people who have this, that, and the third. It's all different. And this virus is something that concerns us. We got to shut down the team playing. If we get six people that sick, this, that, and the third. So we decided that we believe it is the, in the best interest of us as a, as, a, as a company to follow what the government is saying and what this vaccine is supposed to do. Individual people have the right to look and say, I don't want it. And therefore, I'm not going to work there, just like people have quit their jobs, their schools, or whatever. But I do believe that they have the right to say it. You have a right to say, I'm going to homeschool my kids because I don't want my child to take XYZ vaccines. And that's, that's what has happened so far. And I'm saying that if I, in my house, if everybody coming into this house has to be vaccinated, you have to decide whether you coming in my house or not. That's a fact. And those people who are the ones that are the boss of the of the of the New York Knicks, they have a right to say, this is what's going to happen in our house. We, to your point, have to say, do we want to start our own leagues? Do we want to do other things that give us the ability to have our own rules? That's what I would do. That's what so, I would do. So now, now can I respond? Please, please. And I would not interrupt you. Okay. So based on what you're saying, the individual's right, right? If you have a virus that affects everyone and, and it spreads, the vaccine is supposed to protect the person who takes the vaccine. The individual takes the vaccine. The reason why you take the vaccine is so that it does the virus does not affect you, right? That's, yeah. So, yeah. so tell me, so explain to me. That is what, not what I understand about the vaccine. Okay, so tell me I what you're understanding from the medical professionals that I have heard. Uh -huh. And I, first of all, if I'm interrupting you, I don't want to. No, I, I, I want you to tell me what you understand. Okay. So I can. What going. I've understood about the vaccine is that uh -huh. one, it is supposed to reduce a person's mortality and or deathly illness or very sickness, but it also is supposed to help bring down the, the mutation of the virus because so many people are getting. So, so let me just give you this one understanding that I have. I studied this about HIV because okay. I used to believe that if I had HIV and you had HIV, we can have sex with each other without a condom because why not, right? Like we both got it. So we just, but what I learned is that when two people, especially if they have different strands of HIV, or whatever, when they are passing bodily fluid, it makes it stronger, which means it can kill both people quicker. And it also can mutate into a new form of it because of the fact that you got two different bloods that have a sickness that are, it's basically combining and it's not a good mix. So what I'm understanding- That's true. That's true. 
What I'm understanding about what they're saying about COVID is that when people are all around each other and they are passing it around, maybe you might not die yourself from it, but what we're doing is, is, is increasing the chance where a new mutation of the virus can continue to live and keep going. So they're trying to bring down the because they say that if you have COVID, if you have if you are vaccinated, it's not that you can't give it to anybody, but the chance but it can't is mutate. Much less. So can no, I ask you a question? It's much less. So it's I'm much asking less. A question. So it's all about. People, so two people who have the vaccine both catch um, COVID and they and they're in it together. Can it mutate? Um, I don't. So first of all. I'm not, I know I'm not a medical professional, and I always say that neither one of us are medical professionals. No, I'm just telling you, you, so gave, going you gave me, you our, gave me a our best estimation, I'm to... and, I, and I'm, what I'm going to say is, I do not believe, I do not believe, but I have not studied this, and maybe somebody who's listening on the production side wants to chime in. I don't believe that two people who are vaccinated are passing COVID back and forth. I think that more than likely... I don't likely, understand what that means. In other words, in other words, what I'm saying is, is if I'm vaccinated, if I'm vaccinated in Janice... And you got COVID. You vaccinated and I get and COVID, COVID. More than likely, me and Janice are not going to give it to each other. That most times... So, so two people that don't... So, wait, let me explain this. So two people who don't have COVID, I mean, who don't have the vaccine, who have COVID, can give it to each other. But two people who are vaccinated... That have COVID not, can't give it to each other. It's not a two people who are anything. That's what you just said. You said if I'm vaccinated and you're vaccinated, we can't pass it back and forth. I'm just I, I want to understand what no, you're you're understanding it because I'm not saying a two people who are vaccinated can pass it back and forth thing. I'm saying uh-huh. one person who is not vaccinated uh-huh. has I'm I'm from what I hear I hear and I could be completely wrong. Because okay. I have to be really careful about that because I do respect medical professionals who've actually studied. So, but you know what the slimmer chances are? Listen to me. More, the, the, every day, the rise of the people who actually vaccinated, catching COVID and spreading COVID is raising every day. And that was th- those odds that they had were based on smaller tests. So every day, there's more people who have the vaccine that's getting the virus. This and is a fact people, every day. And we know people that have are vaccinated that have gotten COVID. But what what I'm suggesting, my I'm suggesting to you is again, I think vaccines are not about elimination, it's about reduction. Pretty much what I was what I was saying is there's so many different re- different researchers, there's so many different scientists, so many different doctors. There are people who are telling you that um the antibodies are created when you get the vet when you don't have the vaccine and which protects you after you after you've already had it makes you a lot less likely to get there. Studies that show that that your antibodies alone are even stronger than the vaccines. There are people who say it's not. There's so many different things, right? So when you make a mandate and it's 51 states and two or three only make those mandates, right? Then you have to say to your life, you, you're making a decision about somebody's life who did 20 years in school, right? There are nurses and doctors who refuse to, to get the vaccine. The medical health care people their whole life, they're medical health care people that I speak to every day that said that they're not getting the vaccine. They study science their whole life. So you made a decision based on something that you 
study probably the last year that's going to affect somebody who's been had a profession for 20 and 30 years that decided that they're willing to lose their profession, right? Because they're not sure about something. I, to me, that's just not fair. Yeah, that's just I, not I, fair I, to me. I think, I think in, the, in the effort to move through the conversation, we're saying stuff and it, neither one of us are 100% clear. I don't think somebody just started studying for the last year and a half. I think they. But this this thing has only been here a year and a half, so there's no way you could study something that wasn't here. But right before that, you said these people, uh, doctor and nurses, or you know, people, healthcare professionals, been studying all their life. Everybody, if either everybody has just been studying this for a year or so, or people, lots of different. That's not what I'm saying. Let me let me break it down so you can be clear. Okay. The clarity I want you to say is. There are doctors who've been studying their whole life, who've been studying medicine their whole life, right? Exactly. Now, the doctors who've been studying COVID have could have never been studying COVID. Which is listen not to what true. I'm saying. But I'm but saying listen, that that's not true. And I'm saying but that's listen, not Are you not listening? Saying, There's no, 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 you can't study so that they've been here. No, no, they've no, no, been no. Here. My son, my son, my son. That's why I'm saying. So my son was. We have to be responsible. Right. It's a novice. It's a novice virus. It just got not, here. But my son, my son, just like you mm-hmm. and others mm-hmm. may be willing to rely on people who have been studying science their whole lives, and yeah. they believe that your own antibodies, that your own healthy da da da, all those things can help you fight viruses. They also haven't studied COVID for more than two years because they only knew about it for that time. And that's what I'm and saying. There are doctors uh-huh. studying viruses their whole lives. Yes. And they and they believe the not not necessarily that they believe the opposite, but they believe some some different set of what so, they believe. So about that. Now let's say what you let's say what so, you let's so, say. So what, what I'm you saying want. is so, so so what I'm saying is so that we cannot because we don't know you and so, I. That's what I'm trying to. Say. I mean, so listen to what right. I'm saying. So but, look what I want you to get clear. But if what you I'm don't know, say, no, you can't. You're not listening to what I'm saying. No, 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 no. I'm not going to stop because you're not you're listening right, to what you're I'm right. saying. You're right. I'm wrong. Sorry. If what you don't know, if you can, if people could clearly call this a novice and every day they say, well, they're just trying to figure out. They don't know. In the last two years, they're figuring out things. They're learning different things. Sometimes you probably, if you can make a decision based on what you figured out or don't know or think you know in two years, that can affect somebody who's been doing their livelihoods, livelihoods, who pay their rent, who support their kids for the last 30 years, who who had took, they they went to school, they did something, they pay their their mortgage, they do all that. they don't know science. None of us, they don't know science. So what they're doing, so my son, I'm trying to explain to you, right? Because this mandate can change next year. Listen to me, listen to to what I'm saying. The the mandate can change next year, and you perfect it. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people's livelihoods who, who can't survive right now. Because you made, I, you, you made I'm a decision. You, people have made decisions based what on. What I'm saying to you is that they have a right to choose the set of doctors that they believe might have but, the right answer. But if they, if they like choose, okay, so if I make a decision, if, if I wake up, right, and, and so I wake up today, right? I wake up today. 30, I, 30 people on my roster, right, have been studied to come work for me for 30 years. They've been in this. This how they pay their bills. This how they do all their shit, right? My the belief is that this right here needs to happen. So based on that, fuck the contract you signed, fuck everything you've done. I decided 
that you can't come back here no more and you and, go about your business. And, and that's and not okay. You, let me tell you how that works. That's not let okay. Me, let me tell you that's how That's why unions works. have been formed. They form unions so shit like that, that don't happen. So what I'm saying to you is that for you and others like you who feel that there should be some changes to that, then there's a movement that needs to be created with real lawyers and others who can get in and figure out how we deal with mandates because pandemics allow for mandates. That's what I'm saying. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. So, you know, our running theme is that we have a friend um, who is joining us today. And, you know, when people say that there's no one doing anything and nobody's speaking out and no one's organizing around the issues and we don't hear, we defy that because we have so many people who are doing incredible work in so many different areas. And I always tell folks, um, and I know you and I talk about it all the time, Mike, that everyone can't and shouldn't do the same exact thing, that we need to have people in different areas who are focused on the entire circumstance, if you will, of, of Black life and Black culture. And this young lady who's joining us today is somebody that I'm really, really proud of. Um, she is known as the Warrior Coach. 
uh, the CEO of a tech company that's focused on mental health called You Are A Warrior. So that's you, the letters U R A Warrior. She's, you know, definitely creative and always finds a really sexy and sassy and savvy way um, to uh, make folks pay attention to all that she does. She's also a TV personality, one of the cast members of Real Housewives of New York. I've been watching the show here and there. Some of my friends are on different shows, as you know, Mice, and I, I watch them and chime in on all that's happening, um, you know, across the board on, on, on reality TV. Um, she's also, though, and what I, where I met her and became really, really an admirer of uh, this young woman is because she's a breast cancer survivor. And as we are um, in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we wanted to have a show that focuses on not just people who've been through the experience, which is important, but people who have turned their pain and their trials and tribulations into a passion that's helping others. And, and a purpose. And a purpose. And certainly, uh, Vershawn Shaw, international speaker and motivator, is one of those. So thank you, Vershawn. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Wow, I'm like, who is that girl, Tamika? <laughs> the intro, y'all. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you I've been a part of so many different shows. And I, I like for my bio to be short. I hate for people to feel like they need to go through all my accomplishments. But I do like for them to name the incredible things that I've done that are milestones. You know, sometimes people sit there and read the long bio. It's like, I don't want you to read all of that. But it's good to have people acknowledge and take the time to talk about those things that make us the brilliant um, women and individuals that we are. And so uh, we're happy to have you as a guest on Street Politicians. You know, you're my girl, so it's just like, talking to family. Yes, totally. We go back a long time. So look at you. Uh, look at the. I love this podcast. I love everything you're doing. I stand behind it all the time. Every time I see your post, I'm like, yes, go ahead, girl. Let's get them. Uh, you know, anything you do. So kudos to you. And thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, you know, I, I hate to interrupt this family reunion. You know, you guys, <laughs> two amazing melanated queens who do the work, who, you know, impact this world tremendously in both of their perspective, you know, lanes, you know, but today we're interviewing you because Tamika, we always interview Tamika and she gets a lot of love, but she has so many different friends, but the amazing work you do, give us like, tell us your story, you know, give us a synopsis of what's okay. going on. With okay. You. Um, you know, my story is, um, in 2007, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, I did what we shouldn't do. I didn't want to tell anybody because I didn't want to be known as the sick girl. I was young in New York City, you know, embarrassed, ashamed. So um, I didn't tell a soul. Um, mm. And I went through that by myself, which you shouldn't do. Everybody get a support. Do not do what I did. But because, you know, growing up Black, we always think, oh, we can get through it, push through it, don't cry, make it happen, don't tell anybody. Because we got to make it seem like our lives are perfect when they're not. Um, two years later, it was stage four. Cancer was all over my body. I mean, ooh, that hit me. And mm -hmm. I remember the day I went to the doctor because I couldn't even bend down like my back. I was like, what's going on? I can't pick up anything. I can't move. I can't. 
what is going on? I went to every chiropractor, doctor, um, therapist. Everybody thought it was a slip disc until I went to the doctor at Columbia Presbyterian. He was like, maybe you need an MRI. And I took an MRI and I remember the day I went in and I thought I was just going to go in and talk to the doctor and like, you know, slip disc, here's some medicine. And he said, young lady, I think you need to sit down. And I was like, what? Sit down. He's like, yeah, no, I think you kind of sit down. Um, and, and I remember the day he said, you have terminal breast cancer. He said, it's all over your body. And I'm telling you to this day, it always hits me because, you know, you're thinking like, what? Hold on. Terminal breast cancer? Hold on. Like, I just didn't have a, I didn't even know what. And um, he said, yeah, I think this is something we got to talk through. You're not going to lunch right now. And I would think I was just stuck on stupid. I didn't even know what to say. You know how you think you want to scream? I was just like, how can this happen to me? Why? Mad, angry. I wasn't married. I was young, no kids. It just, it turned my life upside down. So I think when I got stage four cancer, I remember that day, I went into the hallway and I said, I just thought, busting out crying. I said, God, if you keep me alive, just keep me alive. I will do all I can to inspire, motivate, and help the Black race in like realizing that, you know, we can do anything with you. You know, you know, it's possible. Just give me hope. And I said, every year, just give me hope and I will do my best to motivate, inspire, help, support. And I think that became my purpose. And, you know, when you said, um, I turned my pain into my purpose. And I was so young. I didn't know anything about it. It's so crazy. I'm still tearing about it because I turned my business into a big training institute, right? So I speak all over the world, India, Africa, Australia, London, Paris. But I do leadership coaching. I do business. I do life coaching because it was bigger than cancer. It's what's the cancer that's happening in your life? You know, I I call it the warrior method now, but then I didn't know. I did everything. I was like, look, I was like, God, just every day you give me something, I'm going to do it. I'll tell you my five things that I still do to this day that I did then. Um, affirmation, right? I don't care what nobody say. People think they're hokey. I do that. S-H-1-T. I do that shit every day. Affirmations. Like, you know, I'm enough. I'm smart. Money comes to me. My health is everything. I live a healthy body. I do manifestations. I write in my journal. I manifest every day because I wake up at six o'clock every day. Exercise. I'm on the bike or I'm walking or running every day. Um, I change my diet. I do a green juice and green tea every single day. And I read something positive every day. So when people are like, oh, you're so positive. That shit's fake. No, it's not. See, the thing is, I'm not saying I'm happy every day. I'm not saying I don't get depressed. I'm not saying a guy ain't, you know, did something crazy to me. I'm not saying my friends ain't never do something crazy. I'm not saying I didn't get a divorce. I'm saying, yes, I had all the things happen to me. Almost bankrupt, lost a lot of money, all of that. But I'm saying when I fall, I get back up. That's all I'm saying. And so that's what I do every single day. It's not about being happy. It's about a choice. I make a choice every day because, yes, I could be in that room depressed, don't want to get out of the bed. I could be in the room saying, my father's getting older. He's 87. You, when you see your father, who was a boss, who was 
super boss, one of the first millionaires in D.C. He showed me what entrepreneur is. He showed me. He walked and marched in Selma. He walked um, 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 in um, D.C. He lived in a two-bedroom with nine kids in the room. You know what I mean? When you see that, he picked cotton. So he's always like, there is no other way. Go do it. Yeah. There ain't no other way. I love your relationship with your father. Um, I watch you go through all of his challenges and also your happy moments with him. And it reminds me so much of my relationship with my dad. My father is my everything. He's like, you know, the star of my life and, and my biggest supporter. And it's nothing that I do. Just recently, I did something that I know he's not 100% in support of. And when I, my mom and I, we're different. That, that's my girl, though. You know, we rock out. But when she, she's going to challenge me. So I said, you know, I didn't necessarily have to do that thing. And she's ready to tell me all the reasons why. That's right. But my dad's like, you know, because that's my guy. It's a different relationship. So when I think about you and your dad, and I also realize they're getting older, and if things go in the natural progression, there will come a day when we will have to lay them to rest. It's really, really tough. That's almost like worse than any sickness that could ever be inflicted on me. You know, my parents. That's how I feel. My father's my ride or die. And uh, it's the same thing. That's why I love you, your your relationship. Because people don't know it's just a a bond that is unbreakable and no one can no one can understand. Right. Yeah, so I'd rather take him to a nice dinner or to an event. I'd rather come on, let's right. go in the car. He, I'd rather be with him because when you have as a little girl, somebody supporting you and pushing you, that means everything that support yeah. and that like, wow, you can do it. You know what I mean? That means everything to me. And so he's been there for me throughout my entire Was he there? Was your, was your family a big part of your healing process? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I and, and I gotta tell you how I became the warrior coach is my doctor my doctor was like, Brashawn, I want you to speak. And I was like, me? So remember this is like 12, 13 years ago. I was like, me? She was like, yeah, because I used to go into chemo child with red lipstick on, fur coat, you know, and some and some high heels. And I was like, I'm not wearing a sweatsuit. I'm living. I'm being full face, like literally full face and everything. And um uh, this woman, when I spoke, I was just crying. And I said, you know, I shouldn't be here today. It's so crazy that I'm here. And she said, you're a warrior. And mm -hmm. everybody started chanting, you are a warrior. And my father pulled me to the side. He said, you can do anything. You're a goddamn warrior. Mm -hmm. And how it, it, it hit me. And I it sucked. Mm -hmm. And okay. it sucked. So tell us about um, you are a warrior and, and how this tech company now comes into play yeah. with your experience. So, so remember when I was going through cancer, my mental health was not right. I was mm -hmm. depressed every day, crying, lonely, anxiety, waking up in the middle of the night. I, I, I didn't know I, there was nobody to talk to, right? We as blacks, we got to make it seem like we're okay. We got to Push through. Remember, don't cry, girl. Get yourself together and get it on going for the men and the women, right? You know, and I never could talk to anyone. I never felt like anybody could help me. Therapy was like, if you go to therapy, it's a little you're crazy. You know, nobody wants to go to therapy because right. coaching wasn't, you know, big. It's like, who's spending money on that? You know, get yourself together, girl. And so 
I realized that my mental health was not good. And so during this, I was like, you know what? Where do people go to get help? Where, where do we go? Nowhere. Where do we feel safe? Not on Facebook, right? We don't feel safe on Instagram. I mean, for real. Yeah, for real. Look, they talk about the number one way they make money is through hate and KKK and bullying and suicide. So Instagram, yeah. I mean, every time somebody posts up, I even see when you say something right, somebody's like, girl, shut up. You, I mean, like, damn. Nobody can post something and you, you got to say, you got to troll and say something evil. Somebody else just post something and they were like, you got to have thick, you have to have thick skin when you go online. You got to have You got to be serious though, bitch. You got to have, like, I mean, somebody posted on somebody, girl, go home and die. No, I mean, like, y'all really It's, it's like, the, you listen to me, the internet is like the jungle. You going up, in my comments, nobody goes in my comments. I've had, I've had Everybody DM me like yo, it's it's like war inside your car. Like I don't even know where these people live at because I've never met people with this type of energy like in real life. In so real they life. only exist in cyber life. Just hate. They hate you. Like right. does, girl. Oh, you ain't really happy. You phony and shit. Girl, get out of my face. Go home and sit down with your low vibration. If you need a hug, go get a hug, girl. Don't come Please. to me. It's like I mean, it's just they spew hate and so. So really nowhere to go, and you're trying to figure out where to pour your in, like where where to turn with your story. Yeah, and and so it was nowhere to turn. So you know, COVID really woke me up because my next door neighbor killed himself, jumped off the building. Yeah. Wow. And he was, you would never know, wealthy, successful, doing it. Now, meanwhile. He didn't have cancer all over his body, probably, right? We don't know. But more than likely, he didn't have that. And yet, he turned to suicide. Imagine, like, look at how God kept you. Because there are people who, in your situation, would have said, it's no way I can make it. I can't beat cancer all over my body. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I said, man, with God, everything is possible. You see, we don't want him to use our faith. Let me tell you, faith is all I got. I I walk through faith. That's all. I, that's all I live by. And yeah. so, and 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 that was it, right? So, he committed suicide. My nephew, black young guy, thirty, good looking, was like, you know what? I'm feeling a little depressed, and I'm feeling weird. I don't want you to talk about it, but you know, I don't like how I'm feeling. I don't know how to get out of this. And then I read Elon Musk say something. Elon Musk said, "I'm at the top of the game." I'm a billionaire. I can do anything I want. But there's nowhere to go where I feel safe. Mm. And, you know, cause, and then my black gay friend who's married, check this out, black gay friend who's married, but really lying, living undercover. And that's mm. when I said, damn, we need a place to go. And so I was like, I, I went to talk to developers and I said, I wanted a, I wanted a black team, right? Because I wanted a black team. And I was like, I want to put together an app for mental health, right? For us, it's for everybody, but especially for us, because I know we don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. um, and so I put my money where my mouth was. I was like, mental health is huge. Let's get it. So I found some Black developers. They used to work at Google. I found some African-American women in tech, because uh, I'm all about diversity, but I'm all about Black people in technology making money, because you see... You see all the uh, white boys making money in Silicon Valley. We're not even in the industry. 
we're yeah. not making anything happen. Right, right, so, right. I mean, they started a whole industry and it's like one person in it. <laughs> and so that's what I did. So you are a warrior. Go sign up, www.thelettering. So can you get help? Like you can get on and therapist or like what's the, what's the so, process? So it, launches, it launches in November. Um, and so what, what it's about is you'll be able to express yourself. No bullying, no trolling, no negativity. You get kicked off immediately. Like you get kicked off. Um, we're going to have like a place where you can express yourself. You can be anonymous or you don't have to be. We'll have groups like anger management, um, finance, real estate, all these things that we need to talk about and like divorce, relationships. Then we'll have a place where you can hear experts, celebs, coaches. We'll have a, a chat, a buzz room. It's called a buzz room, the warrior buzz room where you can text it through a moderated coach or, or celeb or um, expert. And um, we'll have a forum where it could be one-to-one, one-to-all. So mm-hmm. we'll have coaches, we're going to have therapists, we'll have all that. It's like a one-stop shop. That's dope. Yeah. Okay. How you really feel? Tell me how y'all feel. They don't got to say it. How do you feel? What do you oh, think? you know already. That no, that, no, that's dope. Yeah, this ain't the place where we don't we don't really play and say we like stuff we don't like. No. Don't here we would say, ah, but why don't you, but... Da, da, da. I, I know it's necessary. Mental, listen, I talk about it all the time because it ha- I have to, you have to, I learned that a part of my healing process from what I told you the other day about the addiction issues that I suffered is talking about it and just being honest about what happened and the process towards getting yourself together, right? I just need to do that for me. And there are a lot of people, and even I, when I first came out of rehab, it, first of all, when I went to rehab, I was so concerned about other people there knowing me that I, I had my name changed. I was under an alias. I did all the things. I did all of that, stressed myself out trying to hide to come out and tell people I was addicted to pain pills and any kind of pill you would give me. And now I'm just talking about it wherever because I realized that it wasn't my story to, to keep. It was actually God's story to tell what happened and how I made it over from depression that was really, really serious, 98 pounds down because I was so stressed about what the world and what the internet and the newspapers and white folks and black people who were against me and, you know, all of that. I was worried about that and the fact that I had been up until that point. Um, you know, protected and guarded. And this was the first time in life that I had to deal with the attacks and the blows by myself, you know? And so I turned to what I thought made me comfortable, which ended up being a nightmare. And um, so when I hear you say you, you are a warrior is a place to go talk about it. I feel like sometimes when I'm speaking to people who've never experienced addiction, they really don't get it. And by the way, it's like, all right, why are you I need a place sometimes to go and speak to other individuals in the midst of my day because me going to a program to sit down and say my name is Tamika and I'm an act, that probably won't happen. But if I could pick up my phone and quickly get some advice, that would actually be helpful. See, and and that's where, thank you for that. And that's where I wanted it to go. Like when you pick up your phone and you can get some help or you can see and see other people's story because you learn from other people's story, right? right? 
So that's what you said. So just like me, hiding, depressed, wanted to make it seem like I had this perfect life. Everything was going well. No, shit wasn't going well. Didn't money was funny. Um, you know, career was funny. Anything um, to me. Thanks. Right. All this stuff. Nothing was going right. And then I got to tell you, and let me tell you, this is why I'm real passionate about this. Why I said I want to change it because I coach. I mean, I coach a lot of people, celebs, execs, all of this stuff, politicians. And what, when I was going through it, I was like, you know, I was asking some sisters, like, you know, and so some, some black women didn't help me out. They didn't look out, whether it was for like, hey, can you recommend me as a coach? Or hey, can you do this? Or hey, and I was like, damn, you know, why is it that we can't support each other? Right, right. Mother or sister, why can't we say, you know what, hey, girl, let me say, Tamika, you need to meet her. Uh, meet Lisa. Let me put her on. The, you know what I mean? Because we have this crab in the barrel. It can only be us. It can only be one. And that's not true. That's right. living on a low vibration. So I said, I'm going to get this app. I'm going to start a foundation, a mental health, mental wellness foundation. I want to get, I want to start a movement and show mm -hmm. how we support each other and show that we give back and show that it's not just about us because I heard it from some white people that, oh, yeah, you know what? You guys are so fragmented. You're broke. You never help each other. That's And I wanted to show this. So that's why I said, no, I'm going to be clear. I want black developers. I want black women in tech. I want this. So I was clear to show the technology world that we can do it. Well, there it is. You know, Rashawn, I just want to say that you very inspirational. You know, I'm currently dealing with a situation with my mother who is, fighting against cancer right now and um she's pretty much overcame she she has no cancer inside of her she's dealing with a lot of complications through to you know from radiation and chemo and so she's dealing with that and the other day was like a real scary day for me you know she was her energy was gone and I was the only person there trying to give her that energy so you know so I'd be needing that you know, and she needs that. So I hope one day, one day I might want to call you with her. You could you give her this energy because she might really need that. Because you know she's currently in the hospital right now. You oh, know she's dealing with because she had she had stage three lung cancer. Oh, wow. You know, so okay. she's dealing with a lot of different adverse things that come from it. Little surgeries with her esophagus and her windpipe. A lot of different things. So right now she needs that energy. You know, me and. Yeah. We've been trying to get, everybody's been trying to give her this energy, you know, but your energy just gave me energy. So, you know, I would love if yeah, I could get on the phone with you. I will, but I just want, I don't want my son to get in trouble. So you weren't by yourself. Your brother and your sister was there with you. Cause yeah, I mean, I, that's why I said we. I said we. I yes. said we. Yes. we. Yes. Like everybody's trying to yes. get her energy. Because you know, so brothers just, and sisters be like, you wasn't here by yourself. <laughs> That's why I said the word we, we, oh, we. Yeah. No, but but look, I believe, let me tell you, you don't know how many DMs I get a day. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, probably about 300 a day. I've hired a whole social media team because I want to talk to them because I know how it is when no one knows how you feel it and you feel alone and you can't do it. Believe me, I want people like I give out my recipes, what I did. So I, I really, that's a passion of mine. I advocate for that. Like, you know what I mean? People don't, you don't even understand when you have cancer and you feel like you're by yourself. Who's there? You're going to die. Like nobody can understand it. And I do that. Like, so that's my, it's my heart. It's my passion. My father, prostate cancer, lung cancer, 
beat it. I mean, my mother, unfortunately, didn't make it. You know, she didn't beat it. But I think that's why I'm here and my dad is here to show, you know, that it is possible. Vershawn oh, Shaw, the warrior. Sure. I appreciate you, man. Thank man. you very much. Okay. Continue to inspire and motivate and be great. Your yes. energy is amazing and people need that. Oh, thank you, y'all. And please, www.thelettergrawarrior.com. Yes. Sign up. It's a landing page now. It launches in November. Uh, we're going to upgrade the landing page, but I just really, I, I really fight for mental health because we as blacks, we need it. We need it. We need it. We need it. Coming sure, we crazy. We crazy. We need mental health. We definitely And crazy. we're actually on the Black Effect Network, which is, um, which was founded by Charlemagne the God. You and I talked about him the other day when you talked about making those connections. That's what my son and I do all the time. We have to make sure that you and uh, Charlemagne get together. Yes, because he is so... He is so into mental health, so yeah. I definitely please, it's so please, please introduce me. It's so needed because yeah. I talk to people. Let me just tell you real quick, and then I talked to a woman. She 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 said, "I'm calling you, girl, because I heard you on so many podcasts, and this is it. I'm tired. I'm depressed. I hate myself. I'm a seven figure woman. I'm an executive, but I date below me. I don't love who I am." I'm crazy as a bad bug. I tried to hurt my boyfriend. I got so many issues because I don't love myself. Hmm. Can you help me? I need help now. It took me listening to everybody to know I got issues. And my boyfriend had so many issues together, too. And she said, I want to come and get help. I was like, thank you, God, that we're starting to stand up and speak up. Well, I'm, I'm going to call you because I need help, too. <laughs> <laughs> girl, call me, girl. I got you. So, yeah, yeah, no. Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Um, I want to help your mom out. Please call me. She'll connect yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Brashawn. Take Thank care, my girl. love. You're Bye beautiful. Now. Take care, baby. Have a good one. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass 
Every shot and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. Bershawn is incredible. And I remember I was there, you know, not when she was ex experiencing the initial part of her cancer diagnosis, but very soon after watching her, you know, fight through the struggles. Um, and she's always been so inspired. It's, it's crazy because the people who are often most hurt, harmed, um, and, and going through it can sometimes be those that are the most inspiring because I don't remember a time when her depression showed. And, you know, people say, well, you, I don't know. It, it just, it does something to me to hear her say that people online or people in general would say that she's fake when she's smiling and, 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 and expressing the happiness and, and the joy of like fighting her way through and just being able to wake up every day. People who've never experienced what she's been through. It's like, yo, what's wrong with people? You know what? You know, I've been saying a lot lately, just, you know, just on, on the internet, just talking about things like that. And there's two sayings that I have, you know, one is people hate your strength because it reminds them of their own weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people like that, right? They look at you and they're so mad that you're able to be strong when the time they feel like they would be weak. So rather than you just to be motivated by that or say, you know what, let me use that tag. This person, I can be strong. They are angry with you they don't, because they don't even want to try to be strong. They rather just continue to say, nah, this is, I don't want to be strong. I want to just waddle with my weakness and you shouldn't be able to be strong either. And then I also said that courage looks like insanity to a coward, right? So when you, it's the same, same premise. When you have courage and you're willing to stand up and someone who doesn't have that courage, someone who is not as brave as you thinks that you're crazy. So they got to find everything else. They got to find ways to diminish what it is that you do, try to devalue you, try to make it seem like what you're doing is crazy because they don't have the strength to do it. So that's what, that's what I think we live in, especially in this cyber world you know, with these people that come on there. And, and it's really sad that somebody that inspirational, someone who beat stage four cancer, like that's not even a story that you really, that's very rarely heard of, that someone reverses stage four cancer when they tell you you have three months to live. I've seen people who, who you know, excelled and been able to live for a year or two after, but just to completely live five and six and, and be vibrant. And 12 years now, 12 years. 12 years, that's what I'm trying to say. 12 years after you've been, like, that's not something that I've ever heard of. So why would we not congratulate somebody and celebrate somebody, and celebrate especially that, that comes with that energy? That she still has a story, that she's still happy, that she doesn't look like what she's been through and some people are just miserable so much they're so miserable and so, so angry with the world that they, like you said they can't 
stand to see you smiling and, 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 and trying to, you know, push through in a way that even though I'm going through something, I'm not going to just walk around with my head hanging down. And, you know, and unfortunately, I just got to say it. It's like black folks have to do better. We have to do better, you know, because as I was saying earlier about the whole issue around Cardi B saying she now, you know, doesn't want to speak as much on issues. It's like, yo, I get that once we become public figures, we have to deal with what goes along with that, which is people's trauma and people's pain, people's hate and all of that. But I just wonder sometimes, you know, why are we okay with tearing folks down? Even though a person may not be doing it perfectly, for a lot of us or a lot of people, they're not willing to do half of what you will do. The same thing, I, you know, I listen to Teslin all the time. Shout out to our Ted. Go Ted. What'd you say? Get, Get him, Ted. Get him, Ted. Uh, Figaro. Um, you know, a, 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 what is this? Straight shot, no chaser. She's also a podcaster on um, the Black Effect Network, uh, but also always on Fox News Channel and, you know, also making her own news on her own, on her Instagram page. And she always talks about the fact that a lot of people have the nerve to challenge someone else who's not doing it exactly as you want them to advocate and be a leader. But yet you're not being a leader at all. Like you're you you scared to say boo. And yet and still, you want to challenge somebody else and you're hiding under a fake name on social media, going on there trying to tear other people down. And it's like, yo, people, their mental health becomes affected by the constant ridicule and lies and the spewing of hate. And, and unfortunately, it's like for us, we can fight the demons of those people who are opposition because we already know that that's, those are the people we're going after. But, I mean, I'm saying a bunch of stuff all over again. The, the, the reality is that fighting your own people can get to be even more difficult. However, you have to build up a shell around you that says, even, even those people who I'm trying to help that harm me, I still, despite you, have to support you and, and, and be there to, you know, fight the battle that God has chosen me to fight. I know I said the same thing again, but... It, it was worth But sometimes, you, sometimes people need to hear it in different ways. You got to come back. You got to reiterate it because they don't be hearing, man. You know, and we're gonna keep with the theme about cancer. You know, and it's more things that are killing us than breast cancer. You know, unfortunately, so many people in my family have died from so many different kinds of cancers. I've watched, and, and I believe it's, it's, if it's not the number one, it's probably the number one killer or two killer of black people. Just yeah. Worldwide, you know, so, you know, um, I want to send some respect and love out to Chadwick, who, you know, who actually passed some yeah. Yeah. Chadwick Bozeman, and he's one of the people, and we, colon cancer is something that we, we don't focus on, a lot of black men, you know, I, I think it's time for me to go get my colon checked, like, you're a black man in your 40s, maybe even late 30s, just get you some checkups, just to make sure, man, because you don't I'll never want to wait till it's too late to find out what's going on with your body, man. You know, um, much love to the brother Kango from UTFO crew, you know, um, Kango Kid. Um, I had did an interview with him and he was going, he had been diagnosed with colon cancer and he was preparing to go get an operation, you know, so I just want to send out some love to him 
He actually is on with us today, um, but, you know, has been dealing with, you know, all that, unfortunately, cancer presents. And, you know, we want to send him some love and strength where he is. I wasn't able to be with you for the interview that you did with him uh, the day that he came on. And some people may not know uh, who Kango is or what UTFO is. So maybe He's from the 80s, man. The 80s, man. The 80s, one of the pioneers, the originators, man. Hip-hop originators. UTFO, cool, Kango kids. Do your research, man. If you don't know that, then you ain't no real hip-hop. Yeah, so, so much love to him. Well, you, you don't gotta not be real hip hop because you don't know. Nah, you gotta do some, listen, man, you do some research, man. You do gotta, some research. You, got, you, could you know, I, I feel like for me, where hip hop is, is doing a little bit of research. You gotta know the pioneers. Like when people ask you, yo, who are some of the, the top first 10 hip hop groups of all time? Like, you should be able to look in and say, okay. But it depends on where you look. Because different people have a top 10 that some folks may or may not. I didn't not say top be. 10. I said first 10. Okay. Top 10 and first okay, 10. That's you true. Can, that's yeah, true. you can't change the first people who did so. That's true. That's true. You know, well, these groups. Know, do, are, do a little history. Little history, history lessons. Right? History revisionists on the internet will have it looking like, you know, some of us have never done the things we did. So, but anyway, that's a whole different day's show. Shout out to our brother Kango, you know, who is experiencing challenges and just fighting the fight. And we want to send him love. He is uh, obviously welcome to come to Street Politicians whenever. We wanted to have him with us today. And um, I think that our production team would like to insert um, in our interview today and remind folks of some of the things that he said uh, a few months ago when he was on uh, Street Politicians with you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm humbled and blessed to see you, man. Thank you, and, bro. you know, knowing what it is that you mean to this game, man. What's been going on with you? Man, well, look, I, I stopped by here because um, I know how you reach the fellas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your reach is incredible. I, I salute you. Okay. congratulate you, you on how you reach. You. But um, I needed to get to you so that you can get to them on something that's taking place with me. I've been an advocate for the fight against breast cancer. I had mm -hmm. hip-hop come together and do that. Um, and, and I won an award from the American Cancer Society for doing this. Um, then uh, Cool Herc, when Cool Herc was going through his health issues, I um, partnered with HHC to get hip-hop health care. And so I've always been that dude behind the scenes trying to make it happen you know, for, for the underdogs in terms of health. And funny enough, at the top of the month, um, I, I found myself on the other side of that fence. Mm. And so uh, what's happening is uh, I've been diagnosed with colon cancer. And, you know, I can say it, you know, verbally right now with you. Two weeks ago when I was hit with this, it, it crushed me. I couldn't believe how am I on the other side? And how does one go through it? Neglect. It's just that simple. Us fellas, you know, everyone for that matter, but us fellas need to get ourselves checked properly. You know, what I mean, on on a on a regular basis, if it's yearly or however it goes down, especially when you reach a certain age and, um, you know, my neglect, I had issues in terms of insurance. So I had to make sure I had my insurance set up and Jimbo played a role in, mm. you know, making that happen for me as well. And so once I got all that locked in, um, I definitely went to get myself checked. But there were signs prior to that that um, led me to say, yo, I need to get you know, see what's going on with this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm going to be a little graphic right now, but I need to be for yeah, everyone out there. Yeah, we need to be able to see Yeah, yeah I need to understand what this is. So um, one of the early things that would take place is when I would use the bathroom and I'm wiping, 
I'd see blood. You start thinking, what could that be? You know, is that prostate? Is that so? So there's so many things that it can be, but it's definitely a sign that something needs to be addressed. That would continue, and then after a while it would stop. So I'm figuring, you know, I'm good now. Mm. You know, that graduated from from that to now it's in my stool, and uh, you know, and the coloring is different, and uh, you know, I'm not producing the log <laughs> that I once produced, mm. and it's coming out different now, and so um, the actual thing that took place that made me go, Kang, stop playing, is uh, I'm in the privacy of my own room and, uh, you know, I had to fart, but it came out with substance. Mm. So I'm like, yo, did I just shot? Like, what the hell? So I ran to the bathroom to go check this, to clean this up or, or see what it was. And it was a bloody mucus. I said, all right, Kang, stop playing, bro. Go get yourself checked. So I got my colonoscopy and uh, they... They found a mass, and um, they said, you know, luckily they caught it early. It's going to be a, a, a long run here. It's not just going to be an add water and stir operation and, you know, back to normal. From what I'm told, I'm going to have a uh, two-month recovery period. They'll determine what exactly will take place in post-treatment after they've taken the mass out and, and analyze it mm-hmm. and see what the deal is. So I don't know if I'm looking forward to radiation or chemo or or neither i hope that they grab what they need to grab and i'm good you know mm-hmm. that that's the crossing the fingers they described it like putting pipes together so they're going to take a piece of the pipe out and it take the remaining and, and and do that you know i'd be lying to you right now if i told you i wasn't you know afraid or scared and, and so on and that's a natural you know what I mean? reflex you it's something I mean? that you're dealing with. Men, we have the right to be. Have the right to be. Scared. Hell yeah. You know, you know what I mean? The fact that we're facing our fears is what makes us men, you know? We're taught to be strong and not express our right. pain. And, right, and, and And brush it off and don't show people that you're vulnerable or let people know what's hurting you. And, and when you do you. show, it's like, oh, man, he he weak. Look yeah. at him. It's like, yo, it's, but you can't but win. You can't, no, but we got to win. We, we have got, to. You know, but right. the bottom line is right. what you're doing right now is heroic, man. You know, because what you just said, I've never had any conversation like I've heard Colin we I've never had a conversation with anybody who told me what the symptoms were you know I've heard people say I was diagnosed with colon cancer you know the fact that you just gave somebody symptoms that they can pay attention to and say whoa this sounds like what King was going through yeah you know this is something you know and and, and we don't even want to get into that stage which we want to do is start you want to take care of it before it gets that don't don't do don't be me you know what I'm saying we want to get before <laughs> don't that be we, me, we want to y'all. say that for real know, Let's regularly start just checking, yeah. you know, and there was a lot of stigmas that go with that. You don't want people in your colon. You don't want people in, you know, it's, it, there's so yeah. many things that we're dealing with. But the bottom line is our health is important. It really is, man, you especially know? if you are a family man. You know what I mean? So me not taking care of myself is selfish to my family. That's right. You That's know what right. I mean? So well, it, I just want you to know we're with you, man. We support thank you. you. Thank you, You know, bro. we want to... Um, just commend you. Just commend you on the bravery, you know, the um, honesty, the, you know, the the wherewithal to say, you know, this is something that I want to keep to myself, you know. And one and, and coming over here to street politicians and having this conversation with me, you know, I I was just happy to just celebrate to see you, no you doubt. Know, as one of the one of the pioneers and idols that I grew up on, you know, and and to hear you come with this, you know, even though it's something that. I wish we didn't have to deal with right, right. but right. I, don't get me wrong. Don't think I'm I'm happy to come here and share no, this. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's a level it's for a level real. It's of, a heroism and bravery 
that you know that I have to commend you further. You know, it goes deeper than hip hop. Now I commend you just as a man. Just understand that, you know, you have an obligation and a duty for people who look up to you to educate them, you know, and um, and inform them about things, especially us as black men are dealing with. So. We want you to know that our prayers are with you, brother. We, Thank you, bro. We, you know, from our mouths to God's ears, everything will be fine. You'll move through this fine, and you know, and, and other brothers will be will take precautions. Please, if you I know, save one life with this, it was worth it. You know, so, you know yeah, what I mean. You will. You definitely will, man. I just want. You know, it just brings me to my own situation, man. Like I told Rashawn, you know, my mother's situation had me. A couple of days ago, just had me really, you know, nervous, just watching her go through it. And a lot of times people don't have energy, man. They don't have the energy to fight, you know, especially with this, the way cancer is killing our, our course. Like I, I told you before, you know, I've watched all of my aunts, nine out of, I probably have two aunts left, and all of them died from cancer, uncles. All of my grandmother had nine sisters and brothers, and with the exception of probably two or three of them that's left, all of them passed away from cancer. My grandmother passed from cancer. My grandfather, my father's father, my mother's like, so it's like a, a curse in my family, man. So, you know, I have to be real intentional about making sure that um we get screened, you know, and that brings me to my, I don't get it right now. You know, I, I really don't get why black, especially black people are so scared to get tested or don't see the real need or don't be is not intentional about something that is killing us at higher rates than anything else. You know, we talk about COVID and it's a big thing and yes, get your COVID screen and make sure you test it, do whatever you need to do to make sure, you know, that you fight COVID. But cancer is something that's killing us by the millions daily. You know, daily, hundreds of thousands of us, especially black people are dying from cancer. So I don't get why this isn't this big emphasis, especially by our culture, to make sure that we focus on it, man, you know, so it's a lot, man. You know, I think I'm personalizing because of what I've been dealing with my mother lately, man. You know, you know, I so. think that, I, and I, we talked about it on, on our last show, just that it's, it's, it's all by design. Like, none of this is happening just because Black folks woke up one day and said, oh, we don't care about our health, and we don't care about cancer, that's really not it. Um, I think there, first of all, the disparities within the healthcare industry leaves us vulnerable and unprotected. Most of the time when we go to the doctor to complain of pain, just think about what Brashawn was saying. She was saying, like, I can't lean down, something's happening. She's going to different doctors. The first thing they did was misdiagnose her as having a, a slip disc. And she kept going to doctors until she ended up in Columbia Presbyterian, where somebody decided to give her an MRI. But if it would have continued without her getting the type of support that she needed, she may have not been able to turn around having cancer spread all throughout her body. And if you don't have advocates, especially, so it's, it's, it's you, there's one step that you need a doctor who cares about you, who cares about Black folks, who cares about humans, and is really trying to do their job. But then you need family members and friends and a community that's willing to support to be there, watching what you all are doing in your family, you know, with your mom, and seeing up close how y'all are really, like, in there fighting for and with her, while 
watching, you know, my story, you got you all, all of my friends, all of y'all were there. My mom didn't have cancer, but, you know, when she dealt with her stroke, it was the same thing that there had to be advocates in that hospital building, letting the doctors and the nurses know that, listen, this lady needs to live. Like, you know, we, we're here to support our loved one because when people don't have that type of support, they get caught in the system. And, and, and the stories go on and on. You know those that get the most care are those people who have the strongest support system around them. And so, you know, when we think about Black folks in general, I think, you know, one of the things I've been, I've been really trying to process as a leader is this idea that we are, I, there are things within the education system and the health system and this, and, you know, healthcare and all kinds of systems around us that I want to see get better, right? And I want to think and dream of what would it look like to have equitable systems that work for us, that include us, that, it, that, that really are there to ensure that our communities um, have what we need to succeed. But we're still in, in the process of trying to get things like anti-lynching bills passed. We're still trying to get um, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act passed, which is just a, a, a second, third, fifth, tenth iteration of other bills that have come before that just try to keep us from being killed. So we're still in the process of trying to stop the bleeding. And then on top of that, we have all these health disparities and other issues that we need to fight as well. And I think that that's why so many people in our communities, and particularly Black men, don't necessarily want to go to the doctors. They don't feel like it's a place, a safe place. Now, I will say that, um, you know, we also have to talk about not just the disparities, but like real danger that has been done when we think about the vaccine and how hard it is to get people um, to, to, to believe in and to, to agree to get vaccinated because of what we have experienced in terms of literal criminality against our communities within the healthcare system. So you got all of that happening at once, and yet we're dying and we need to get the help. So I think that what you are talking about and being an advocate and having people like Brashawn and using street politicians as a way to get this information out there, that has to happen. We all have a responsibility to do that work. Definitely doing. With that said, you know, um, I need everybody, if you haven't, if you know that you're in the age group or you're feeling something wrong with your body, go get checked out. Man. Don't sit around. Don't wait. Don't be scared, you know, because early detection is key to survival. It is definitely key to survival. So with that said, I'm not going to always be right. Tamika's not going to always be wrong, but we will both always be authentic. Authentic early detection. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, 
Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more, connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and an Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. (laughs) 